Welcome to Worldwide Wonderful Women, a podcast for your living in divine power when yours is diminished. A podcast where encouragers receive encouragement. We understand these are hard times. You may find that it is becoming more of a challenge for you to remain strong as you give of yourself continuously. That's why this is the place to join other women globally who face the same challenges as you. So join us regularly to receive biblical insight not to faint, but to stand strong. This is the podcast to be rejuvenated and revitalized. Now, let's join our host, Paula Harris. Hello, and welcome to episode number 293 of Worldwide Wonderful Women. And the title of this episode is Liberty in Our Lord. Today is Good Friday, the day when we commemorate the crucifixion of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who humbly and willingly died on our behalf that we may be able to be reconciled back to God the Father. And although his crucifixion, death, and burial makes us sad, we realize that on Sunday, Easter, or to you maybe Resurrection Day, is the day that we celebrate and we rejoice because we know he didn't remain dead. He rose up from the grave having all victory over all sin and death, and is now seated at the right hand of God in glory and in majesty. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 24 says, He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. And then John chapter 11, verse 25 to 26 says, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? We know that Jesus is the resurrection and the life and that all that put their faith and trust in him will live and never die. Today, the body of Christ has become divided over many things, and we're not walking in the love, harmony, and oneness of spirit that Jesus commanded us to do, and for which he died so that we may have the power to live in, regardless of our personal status. In him, our resurrected king, By faith, we have been redeemed and delivered from the power of Satan and are now able to live in the power of our Lord through his indwelling spirit that seals every believer until we see him face to face. This month, I will expound on Romans chapter 14, which instructs us how to walk in love and regain the harmony and oneness Jesus desires for all of his children, for the body of Christ. I trust that you will listen to this entire month and not allow yourself to be distracted from listening. 
Now, no one is exempt from what is covered in this chapter. It is what we all need to do to obey our Lord and to fulfill his law of love. I am sure if you love Jesus that you'll want to put all what I'm going to cover this month into practice in your own life. We understand that believers are at different levels of spiritual maturity, and we also have diverse backgrounds that will influence our attitudes and our practices. Now, the first lesson to learn in living harmoniously with others is to stop judging each other. In the Roman church, as we'll see here in Romans chapter 14, Christians have become divided into two groups. And in this scripture, they're referred to as the weak and as the strong. Let's look at Romans chapter 14, verses 1 to 4. And this is what it says. Receive one who is weak in the faith, but not to disputes over doubtful things. Well, you may say, who are those that were weak in the faith? Those that were weak in the faith felt that they must do some things and abstain from other things to stay close to God. This group probably included many Jewish believers because of the role that the law played in their past. But it also can include individuals who worshipped pagan gods in their past. Now look at verse 1. It says those who are weak in the faith. So they have put their faith in Jesus. So they are Christians now. They are believers. Rather, this is a person who does not believe that their Christian faith allows them to engage in some specific practice. So now, since I've defined who the weak are, let me define who the strong are. So those who were strong would argue that such restrictions were unnecessary and that one didn't have to do certain things or abstain from certain things to have a relationship with God. Now, in this context, in Romans chapter 14, the strong were probably the Gentiles who made up the majority of the Roman church and who were not inhibited by previous judicial laws or by some other pagan practices. Now, when you look at verse 1, it says, Receive one who is weak in the faith, but not to disputes over doubtful things. Now, doubtful things are those things which are reasonings or opinions. We're not talking about solid doctrine that is taught black and white here in the Word of God. So you have to make sure that you understand the weak and the strong are not to have argument over doubtful things or those gray areas, so to speak, that may happen in our lives. Look at verse 2. For one believes he may eat all things, but he who is weak eats only vegetables. So see again, one of the areas in which there was disagreement or argument was over food, particularly the eating of meat. Now the weak were probably those who put some restrictions on their diet by only eating vegetables and leaving the meat alone altogether because maybe some of them were concerned that this meat was offered to idols. And you can read more about that in 1 Corinthians chapter 8 and also 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 23 to 30. And you see the difference here between the strong and the weak, because verse 2 says, For one believes he may eat all things, 
That's in reference to the strong. But he who is weak eats only vegetables. Or he's the one that has restrictions or you might say is a little more legalistic. Now let's look at verse 3. Let not him who eats despise him who does not eat. And let not him who does not eat judge him who eats. For God has received him. So what is this saying? It's basically saying the strong Christians despised or looked down or rejected the weak and that the weak were condemning the strong. And Paul is urging here, who wrote the book of Romans, that both groups are to stop passing judgment on one another. The strong were to honor the weak's concern about their harm in their relationship with God and that weak believers needed to receive tender care so that their faith would not be harmed. And the weak were cautioned not to judge those who did not obey the same restrictions as they did and that the weak were not to judge the strong as sinning because they did allow certain things. So instead of judging and criticizing each other, these groups were to learn how to tolerate, if you want to say, and accept one another, just as God had accepted them in Christ. When you look at the end of verse 3, it says, for God has received them. God accepted them. Paul is addressing both those living freely in Christ and those in Christ who are still bound by maybe some legalism. The strong who had internalized Bible doctrine, were to receive the weak. And again, the weak were those who did not fully rest in the grace of God at this point in their walk. But each one of them were not to argue or dispute or reject or condemn the other over secondary points of differences. Now look at verse 4. For who are you to judge another's servant? To his own master he stands or falls. Indeed, he will be made to stand, for God is able to make him stand. This is letting us know that each believer is a servant of the Lord. And we have no right to sit in judgment as if we're the master. Each believer belongs to God. And we are not in a position to see the inner motives or the hearts of others. God's rule over all believers is not to be infringed upon by either those who are weak or those who are strong. God is the judge, not ourselves. Paul had just been teaching the believers that God accepts people, not because of what they do, but on the basis of their relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Even the weak believers passed the test of acceptance. Those who have accepted Jesus and whom God has accepted, as we see in verse 3, they're going to persevere because it's the Lord himself who is able to make them stand. Therefore, neither believer should judge the other. Paul is reminding us here that faith cannot be evaluated on the basis of what someone eats or does not eat. And of course, what some allow and do not allow today. And I can get into so many different examples, which I'm not going to do, because what I want to do is to just share the word and allow the Holy Spirit to convict you as to what it means to you individually. Although I'll tell you what, I'll give you one example so that you may understand how it might apply today. Today, there may be an argue about someone who drinks or doesn't drink 
All believers agree that alcohol drinks can be dangerous, but some will refuse to drink any alcohol while others might drink in moderation. So you see, here are some who wouldn't drink any alcohol, and they might be considered weak, and then those that drink in moderation who might be considered strong. Those who do not drink might have a tendency to label those who do drink as not being true Christians. While abstinence from alcohol can be really beneficial, a believer who drinks is still a brother or sister in the Lord. And truly, our save in faith should lead us to abstain from some things, but abstaining from certain things is not what determines our standing before God. That is based only on our faith in Jesus Christ. And really, that's why we celebrate Easter and Resurrection Day. It's because Christ has set us free from all bondage because we put our faith and trust in him and his sacrificial work on the cross. So what are we to take from this today? There needs to be mutual forbearance. The mature or strong Christian is not to despise the weak brother or sister. And neither should the weak brother or sister judge as a sinner someone who might enjoy ham or shrimp or lobster. You know what I mean. Understand that believer that you're judging, God has received that person into the family of God and that person is in good standing with God. God is able to deal with them. Verse 4 says, who are you to judge another servant? That person belongs to God. To his own master, he stands or falls. God is able to determine whether what he is doing is right or wrong in his sight. Indeed, he will be made to stand for God is able to make him stand. God is able to take those that maybe you might consider weak in the faith and cause them to grow. Just like those who consider themselves strong can easily fall because of their pride. So let each one of us deal with our own selves and get the log out of our own eye. And then maybe, maybe we can see more clearly to get the speck out of someone else's. The main thing is that we're called to love unconditionally. Again, these are in regards to doubtful things or our own reasonings or our own opinions. It's not about solid doctrine that's taught here in the Word of God about Jesus Christ and who He is and who God the Father and the Holy Spirit are. Let's celebrate why this is Good Friday and why Jesus was crucified, died, buried, but rose again the third day as we celebrate Resurrection Day. Let's be mindful that just as Jesus was obedient to the Father, even to death, Let us, as the body of Christ, be willing to be obedient, even to the death of our own opinions, desires, and preferences. Will you be obedient in this way? Well, join me next week as we continue our discussion and smile. Jesus loves you. Thank you for listening to Worldwide Wonderful Women. We trust you enjoyed the program. Please take a moment to leave us a good rating and review on iTunes to help us continually encourage others around the globe. We also invite you to go to TWMforJesus.org. That's T-W-M like in Mary, F-O-R-J-E-S-U-S dot O-R-G to download your free gift 
and see other resources to help you live in divine power. And oh, don't forget to tell your friends. Until next time, be strong and of good courage.